Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, Mahima. How are you doing today, Mahima? Amazing. Excited to be here with you and uh, just share with all these amazing people. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome and, and love the energy. And Mahima comes to us with a background in uh, like purpose and mindset and some fashion uh, a little before that. But I'd love to if you shared a little bit about what you're up to now and then we'll rewind and, and get started with you as a kid. So what are you up to these days? What I'm up to is I empower people who are feeling stuck with what is my purpose? Um, what do I really want to do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, am I even happy? I have a successful um, job. I have a marriage. I have kids. I have a house. I have this. I have that. But something isn't connecting inside of me right. that's giving me the joy, the pleasure, the fun, and the happiness that I know I deserve to be feeling and experiencing. So it's really about the successful person who, you know, has the, you know, it's maybe not the greatest success of life, but a lot of success and feels like there's more inside of me and I just feel stuck. That's awesome. I help them to untap even more brilliance and really learn how to enjoy life because it sounds like something obvious, but I had no idea how to be happy until I learned it. So sure. I help people to get their PhD in how to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Sexually, spiritually, financially, how to be able to enjoy it all and be guilt, shame, uh, negative, free, right? That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to diving deep into all of that. But it sounded like you didn't start that way. So so because you learned it along the way. And I'd love if you shared a little bit about uh, yourself as a kid. So what was an early childhood memory? What was Mahima like growing up? Mahima used to use movement, also known as dance, <laughs> to connect with spirit, to, con- to, to escape the the tragicness of my environment, Hmm. that was a superpower that transported me to a place of lightness, of ecstasy, of bliss. And I danced a lot as a kid. I danced, Hmm. uh, I probably danced before I could walk. I can imagine that I I was already kind of dancing. (laughs) Um, So that's what I, uh, you know, recall doing the most of in my um, childhood. Being brought up in Zimbabwe, it's apartheid, it's uh, poverty, it's uh, colonialism being, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, it was a colony from England. It's an education system that uh, I, I call it creating sausages. It's a sausage factory, <laughs> right? Okay. So, and I think many education systems, even till today, are is that. It sure. doesn't play to the strengths of individual kids that have certain gifts and talents that are not their, their, their strengths. So if you are not in the typical um, intelligence, what is expected that you easily learn how to read and write and you easily learn maths and science, and that, yeah. you, you're in trouble if you're yeah. a more creative kid, if you're, more, um, if, some, if you're more with hands meant to be doing something, right? An artist, some sort of 
craftsman or and your skills are somewhere else, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So, um, so school, luckily for me, I was pretty okay, like uh, kind of like good at school, not like a genius, but okay. I could manage. And so, yeah, I just recall living in a state of, um, you know, I, I come from physical, emotional abuse, like mm. heavy physical and emotional abuse due to the negative environments that my um, parents were brought up in. That's how they were treated. And so right. you just, you know, if you've been hurt, you hurt others, right? right? And so I think that a lot of people don't realize how much of how you're showing up in this world is through your conditioning, mm -hmm. what you were taught at school, what you were taught um, through your um, society. If you brought in up uh, as a Jewish person, as a, um, a Christian, as a Muslim, as a, you know, whatever, that these are all influences sure. that create a certain thought pattern and way of thinking and being. So I was brought up as Roman Catholic. I was brought up in a poverty. I was brought up in abuse and yeah, and had to find a way to escape all of that later on in my life. Yeah. So, sound, sound, well, uh, that part doesn't necessarily sound amazing, but obviously the escape part <laughs> is, is the amazing <laughs> part of it. And I'd love if you shared a little bit more about like kind of that, uh, the journey and some of the influences along the way. So obviously you have uh, religions, some of the environmental ones, but how about people along the way? Were, were there parents, family members that uh, you aspire to? I know you did a stint in like fashion. Uh, was there kind of a uh, push towards there or were you kind of uh, guided towards the, the typical STEM, like the doctor, lawyer, accountant, engineer that most uh, folk, most parents want their kids to do? W what were some of the influences along the way? Okay, so the influences were that when I was 14, I was discovered by a modeling okay. agency mm. in a school play. We did the, we did cats. And okay. I think I was a, a rumple teaser or something like that in, <laughs> okay. in, in cats. Okay. And, um, and then, and I was wearing this like leotard, all in one leotard with the whole cat face and everything. Yeah, and yeah. somehow, um, that, that my teacher, her sister, was head of one of the top modeling agencies in Zimbabwe. Okay. So she came to the school play, saw me there, pulled me out, and I started modeling. That modeling career led me to be able to start making my own money. Even mm. with 14, 15, I was making, uh, honestly, more money than my parents were making in mm. a whole year just through my modeling, early modeling career. So that kind of got me onto another trajectory um, as a creative, meaning dance, fashion, just, you know, came easily to me. I worked inside of the, the, this uh, modeling agency, also had a boutique, mm -hmm. um, one of the top boutiques in Zimbabwe. I started uh, buying fabric and designing uh, with the um, head uh, fabric, uh, you know, with the head designer of the store. Right. So I'd go around with her and help her and put influences and ideas in there. So that's how I started into the fashion thing. And um, so, yeah, I've always loved fashion. I think fashion is a way to express yourself creatively. And I think creativity is an extremely important part of life. And too many people don't realize that even something as simple as expressing yourself with fashion can mm -hmm. give a lot to your creative capacity of playing, being playful, and not taking yourself so seriously. 
for sure. I think that that's amazing. And I'm wondering if, if you can kind of uh, dig deep a little bit in that one and tell us a little bit about that, uh, that kind of discovery, because not everyone gets discovered, <laughs> right? So a as a 14 year old before that part, like, what were you thinking about your life would be? Were, were, was there any kind of aspirations there? Did you see yourself as like an, an actress, someone in, in theater, and then suddenly someone comes in and says, hey, you, you have a natural talent. So let's 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 get done that. So I love you walk us through a little bit of that mindset uh, in, in between that that part. Absolutely. So I started ballet with six years old. Okay. Um, I started dancing with, you know, when I was very even before that. So people always knew that I was some kind of a performer, right? Like okay. and at parties, it was, hey, um, you know, dance for us. And so I was always <laughs> on stage and doing Michael Jackson and performing for the family. So definitely, I think I have this performance gene that was just inside of me. And that's why, you know, I became interested in dance. Um, I don't know if you know that show Fame. It was sure, uh, it was yeah. a big show in the um, 80s and so forth. So yeah. um, I loved that show. I loved Flash. I loved everything that was with dancing and movies and, um, you know, John Travolta and that whole uh, scene. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I and, and, and I actually was in performance. Um, once I got discovered, I started being able to do performances in, uh, you know, the top theaters in Zimbabwe. Um, I got to do some performances and so so yeah I think it was always in my um, trajectory to be to be involved in some level of performance sure um yeah <laughs> yeah and and I, I guess you, you're doing a little bit about, about that now so, uh, so uh, it, it hasn't completely gone away you might not be dancing on stage well maybe you are a little bit <laughs> I do well I actually do dance <laughs> I do I incorporate movement into mm. what I teach because I think it's very important I don't call it dance. I call it conscious movement. Mm, okay. And uh, and so yeah, if you come to an event, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of uh, dynamic energy that involves getting outside of your comfort zone and really raising your vibrational frequency. I think the body is a vehicle through which we feel and experience life. Energy with when your body is out of whack, you are out of whack. Sure. So learning how to um to live in an abundant body meaning energy abundance health abundance uh emotional uh, abundance being able to feel rich emotions bliss ecstasy joy laughter mm -hmm. um explosive energy you know i i call it the warrior energy Right? right, that allows you to 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 feel this like real burst of energy that you can access and then pour into your um into your projects. Passion, creativity, all flows through the body, and we need to open those channels. A lot of people don't have open channels in the body to right. receive energy. We've become talking heads, and our thoughts mm -hmm. are not even in our body. A lot right. of us are, you know. Are, that's why we say we can't meditate because we, you know, we, we feel fragmentation. Right. So if you take your mind and start to focus it in on the body, yeah, focusing your mind on your breath, focusing your mind on listening when you move, what do you feel? What are you experiencing? Suddenly you start to understand that the, the real power over your mind lies in your ability to control your physical body and experience mm. more energy inside of your body.
That's amazing. And I'd love if you share a little bit about the, the journey to kind of learn all those things, because those things aren't taught in school. And while you're like modeling and, and doing fashion, that's probably not part of the curriculum either. Definitely. <laughs> so if, yeah. If you walk yeah. us through kind of like your, your journey from fashion, then you started like designing and things like that. And then what ultimately led to kind of the whole mindset shift or, or, or that realization? How was that journey? I was 23 years old when I had like a, uh, an awake, I call it an awakening in my first okay. ever meditation where I learned how to actually experience myself as okay. opposed to just being in my head thinking about this or that or the other. I actually experienced expansion, uh, safety, grounding, um, peace, inner peace, stillness. So something happened to shift my consciousness and it was literally like a, like a bomb went off inside of my mini world. Wow. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> and inside of that explosive uh, awakening, the result was a deep stillness that I'd mm. never experienced before in my life. That's amazing. And I'd love if you bring us up to that point, because was that like the first meditation se session and then suddenly boom, or like, yeah. were you meditating for like years on end and, and that was a, 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 like a coping mechanism to help? Or like, what was that process to, to get to that uh, kind of awakening and expansion? It, it was my first meditation and then boom. But what people need to understand about why wow. this was so effective, it was because I was in a group meditation with over okay. 1000 people meditating. Okay. Yeah. So when that happens, you, when, when you, whether you're 10 people, 20 people, 30 people, they, when people gather, it creates an energy. That's why mm. people love concerts, yeah? Right. Because they get to be part of the, the high of all of these people coming together and focusing on a single point, which is the music, right? And everyone being in that symbiosis. So when you gather with people and meditate, it opens up portals that allow you to drop into spaces that you wouldn't otherwise be able to drop into on your own because you, right. you, you simply wouldn't have the energetic capacity to open those portals. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it cannot happen or has sure. never happened that somebody by themselves opened a portal. Right. But, uh, you know, often even people who get insights you know, join then other groups and then they start being able to be together with others and understand more about what's going on, what has happened to them, right? The awakening. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's amazing. And so first meditation and you have this kind of epiphany, this, this awakening, w was there like a, a call to join this uh, thousand person meditation system? Because again, the, the link from fashion design modeling to meditation is not... Uh, like 100 percent <laughs> so what was that process to like, register and get into that session or whatever yeah. you did happen i believe it was my app it, i believe that there are things in life that are going to happen to you okay they're part of your story it's like it's, mm. it's like a it's like a life blueprint for example yeah. your death date i mm. think is a predetermined i think it's predetermined mm. i think okay. you get it when you come in to this body okay. you, there's a framework that of things that will take place for example being able to have a child or not being able to have a child mm. i think or having a life-changing accident that where you lose your legs or you know something i think there's certain things that are just part of a person's journey for whatever reason that mm. we haven't figured out yet we do not know the why 
Yeah. Mm. Why is somebody born in Zimbabwe in apartheid, in poverty, living in a hut? I did not live in a hut in Africa, but my grandfather did. And even my sure. mother in the very, very beginning of her life, you know, was part of the hut in Africa, no running water experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have like um, people that are born in, in Buckingham Palace, right? Mm. Uh, as uh, uh, with blue blood and royalty and, you know, uh, private jets and, you know, the chefs. Like, why? Why is that? The, so there is, there is a mystery to life that has not yet been solved even by science. Why mm -hmm. do we have these things? And I believe that there are certain things that will happen to you that are part of your story. Nobody knows why. I was meant to find meditation and meditation mm. was meant to find me. It is abstract how I went from Zimbabwe to India. Okay. Short story is, you know, I got divorced. I was shattered. A friend who'd been to India advised me to go there. For whatever reason, I was able to say yes, bought a one-way ticket. And I was sitting in an ashram in India from Africa, <laughs> which is the furthest place in the you know 90s where there's no sure. internet, there's no information that could carry you over there. Um, it was extremely random. But finding meditation was like a dolphin that was stranded on the beach, and then you push the dolphin back into the ocean. Right. And the ocean and the dolphin find each other again and it's just like, ah, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm alive. Yeah. And that was me with meditation. I just right. dived straight in. It was just, it found, we found each other and it was love at first breath. So, you know, I immediately stopped modeling because I felt like the modeling world was all about negativity. You were never mm. good enough. You were never thin enough. Um, you were never beautiful enough. It was just all uh, actually quite a negative world. And I still believe mm. it has a huge negative influence on women. Um, the, you know, uh, the images that they project, the fact that you go into a most department stores and see 12, 13, 14 year olds being paraded in these, uh, you know, uh, fashion pictures. It's okay. literally young children, right? Um, and it's getting younger and younger. Apparently, they, you know, used to be 12, 13, 14, but now it's maybe eight, nine, 10. I don't know. You know it's wow. literally insane. Um, and, and so, and, and they have in the, in the windows, the, the, the mannequin, my arm, you know, is the size of the leg of the mannequin. Right. And so it's just this constant, you know, putting images into women's mind. If you watch movies, it's the same thing. Sure. If you notice the, the, the heroine or the, the hero female is always super thin, like mm -hmm. unhealthily thin. So, yeah, there's a lot of things in life that um, that do not support uh, well-being of, of, of young girls. And I mean, now it's getting just more and more that they, you know, they, they want breast jobs. They want lips. Uh, puffed up. You know, it's just getting more and more distorted in terms right. of what is beauty in the world. Right. And it's super sad. It's a super sad thing to watch um, the lack of promoting of natural beauty and what it really means to be in a feminine body. Yeah. So, you know, it was very clear to me after my awakening that I needed to be out of this industry 
And, you know, I got into the uh, personal growth well-being industry because it just, uh, you know, felt that that's where I'm meant to grow and make a difference in in my life first. I worked on myself first and then I started teaching others what I learned about being empowered and feeling good about yourself. Yeah, that's amazing. And I totally agree with you that, I mean, a lot of this, this body image uh, things are, are so challenging and, and it's good that a lot more folks are talking about it, uh, which I think is, is, a, is a positive, but there's a lot to go, right? A long way to go in order to get to uh, where we should be. Uh, and I'd love if you shared a little bit, okay, you have this awakening and, and do you go back to Zimbabwe and then tell everybody, hey, now I'm going to uh, start this whole life coaching or, or uh, finding your purpose journey, write books and be a speaker and all that sort of stuff or, or what was that process or the conversations like with the folks around you okay so that definitely was not how it went down um <laughs> because as i said there, uh, there wasn't even internet at the time right. that i was going through this trip i did go back to zimbabwe to I, I i loved being in india for like eight months going away to zimbabwe for two months going back to india for like nine, 10 months, going to New York for three, four months, going back to India for 11 months, and then going to Canada for two, three months. So I became a global citizen where mm. I was I was checking my options out. I was learning about how do I bring this amazing world of inner growth and self-development to this other crazy world where that's not the main thing. Because when you're in India, you're surrounded by that energy. It's very easy to sure. be blissful, just, you know, to, to feel in that highly activated space of inner peace. But then when you come into the normal Western world, it's all, mm. it's a, it, the, the focus isn't on that. The focus is on what, you know, on, on being miserable, if I can put it in blank <laughs> terms, okay, yeah. and, and never feeling satisfied with whatever you have. You're never mm. smart enough. You're never thin enough. You're never good enough. It's never enough. You you achieve a whole bunch of stuff and you still feel frustrated and you want to achieve sure. more. And it's, sure. and it's just an endless wanting and desiring. Yes, you have a great relationship, but it's not great enough. It needs to be better and it needs to get better and more and more. So, yeah, I saw uh, it took a while for me before I could accept that my destiny was to teach people. My teacher recognized it after he met me after five minutes. He said, you're going to teach other people in mm -hmm. a piece and you're going to travel all over the world doing it. So he already saw that in me. Maybe he planted the seed in me. You know, did he see it or did he plant the seed? Who knows? But it came yeah. together. And then when he died, um, my teacher died in 1997, I decided that it was time for me to step up and teach. I went mm -hmm. to Bali and I started doing my first meditation session over there. And then from that meditation session in Bali, I got invited all over Europe. I was invited to France, to Italy, to Germany, um, to Switzerland, to um, Austria. And I was, people were inviting me to teach meditation. And that's how my journey started as a guide teacher mentor that's amazing I, i'd love if you kind of take us back to that that first meditation session and maybe the the, the days weeks leading up to it 
how, how was that experience? Was this something where like you were just so guided that, that I know exactly what to do? Or was there like nervousness, imposter syndrome? You have, you're, you're putting yourself in the shoes of your, your, your teacher, right? And, and things like that. So what were some of the things that, that, that were going on in your head as you were kind of undertaking that? Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like a fairly pivotal uh, part of your, your career journey. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, I think when you do something for the first time, you're always going to feel like, I mean, you're not normal if you don't feel nervous and feel like, do I even know what I'm doing? You know, um, <laughs> is, is this going to work? Are people going to laugh at me? Uh, you know, do I look ridiculous? Uh, you know, I think that's all normal stuff to just have doubts in whether you can do something if you've never done it before. Right. But I just took the lead of just being a messenger to the teachings that I'd l- been learning studying very intensively for many years so that gave me an anchor of of uh, ease which you know could so I could switch out of my mind that was like you can't do this blah 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 into no this is my destiny this is exactly who I'm meant to be and this feels absolutely right and obviously I must have done something right because of all the invitations that I just got just like that through saying mm-hmm. yes to my first meditation session in Bali, it mushroomed into many invitations. So, you know, I I had already many people always asking me, uh, what are you, you know, what you're smoking, what you're on, your energy's amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey man, this is just natural high. It's just mm-hmm. enjoying life, right? So yeah, no, I, I feel like that was, you know, it's all people have often often even till today respond to my energy right right if i walk into a space there's something about my frequency and that's the work that i've done on myself in clearing Mm. my energy frequency and understanding how to radiate how to you know um calm a space how to be a a magician inside of a space and you know create a portal for people to be able to experience something more than what they usually are experiencing right so i i think it's a gift i have a gift and i right. i didn't just have it i've had to nurture sure. this gift being a teacher being a trainer is uh you develop i've been developing this since i'm 25 20 sorry 26 27 years old right started teaching with 20 um 27 26 i started teaching and now i'm 52 so for many years i've been you know learning how to help people get into faster and faster states of inner peace when i say faster Mm -hmm. and faster it's not because you know (laughs) i think you need speed there but it was easy for me first ever meditation boom so i believe that it does need a lot of time to open that portal what takes time is to practice keeping that portal open right yeah and I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about like the work that you did on yourself, because you mentioned a few times that there's a lot that you did. And was it uh, just like the other times where like you just showed up and it, boom, it, it works, boom, it's amazing. Or were there some struggles just like, okay, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just not happening. Like, is this how it's supposed to be? Or is it something else? Uh, t- tell us a little bit about the, that, that work that you did on yourself, if you can share. I'm still working on myself. There is not okay. a day that goes by that you stop working on yourself. You know, somebody asked the Dalai Lama once, you know, do you still get angry? And he said, does a dog bark? 
<laughs> so, you know what I mean? I thought that's such a great answer because I think people have false ideas of working on yourself means that you're going to you're mm. wake up one day and say, I'm fixed. Oh, look at me. I'm fixed. I have no more problems. No, life is a journey and life brings you new problems that you didn't mm. know about, right? So, for example, being 52 is very different than being 25. Sure. Right. And you might say, oh, age is just a number, blah, blah, blah. OK. But if your body goes into many pores, OK, and at 25, <laughs> you don't have many pores. This is a very different experience. Right. Um, so I think that, yes, there's some things that you could say are just a number, but there's some things that are just, fa you know, facts of life that as you, you know, uh, go like if you've never experienced uh, being 60 years old. You don't, you don't know what issues that's going to bring. And it's certainly going to bring different issues than being 30 years old or 40 mm -hmm. years old, right? If you've never um, experienced a, a bankruptcy and suddenly you have a bankruptcy, that's going to give you a different experience than, you know, having abundance of finances. and all. So you don't know what life is going to bring. That's what I'm trying to say right. with this. And so you're constantly having to learn and adapt to the, reality right so in that way i would say if you work on grounding inner peace joy love the rest will you will get opportunities to work on your sexual development your financial development your relationship uh, your spiritual relationship your connection with others this it will be part of the daily work that you do yes mm. so you get to grow like of course it's not like hey i worked on myself for five years and that was the end of the story that was just the beginning sure. of me being able to you know uh be, have more fun in life have better sex with uh, my husband because i realized the trauma of my past had mm. caused certain things to happen inside of myself sexually that i needed to heal and transform and I, you don't mm. just snap your fingers and you heal and transform you, you know, through constant daily work on working on yourself sexually, you grow sexually. The same way mm -hmm. with money mindset, creating mm -hmm. poverty in your life, creating mess financially in your life. You, you know, you start to work on your mindset. You start to work on your worthiness. I'm worthy of wealth. I'm worthy of abundance. I'm deserving. So you don't self-destruct and start doing stupid stuff that, that pushes away opportunities instead of, Yes, yes, I've not, I've created this opportunity for more money and I'm taking it instead of, you know, um, self-sabotaging it. Sure. So the work goes on every single day. Life right. is the teacher. Yes, you're not going to fix yourself. You're not going to wake up and say, oh, I'm fixed. And that's not the point. You're whole in your soul. You're whole and not broken. Mm -hmm. You know, so you connect to that essence of wholeness and then you work in a body that has issues. Yeah, because that's called being human. And right. <laughs> as you are willing to every single day um, say, what is what's the main thing that I'm working on right now? So there's right. been times where, as I said, I've worked on my finances. I've worked on my sexuality. Right now I'm working on. Um, my legacy. I'm working on, mm. you know, how do I'm, I'm 52 years old. 
by the time I'm 55, I want to have um, even more clarity about how the Mahima mindset and the Onya Superstar trainings um, mm. operate inside of the post-COVID era, right? right? Because I believe that there's a pre-COVID world and there's a post-COVID world. And right. a lot of businesses need to re-establish themselves post-COVID. How do they stay right. relevant? How do they function in this new world that is post-COVID? That's that's amazing. So lots to unpack there. And what I take from that <laughs> mainly is really start with um, some sort of daily practice, meditation or something, uh, and working on yourself in one particular area. You can't turn yourself uh, 360 or 180. I guess 360 would be the same place. <laughs> 180. Um, in, in, in a finger snap, right? So it's constant work. Uh, I love what you said where life is the, the teacher as well. Um, and yeah, a whole bunch of different things where, uh, yeah, but take it one step at a time, money, sexuality, career progress, purpose, whatever it is, just take a few minutes uh, on, on a daily basis and and contemplate, be with yourself, uh, connect with the essence. I heard a little bit of that yes. and uh, kind of invest in some of that um, that, that self-care time yes. uh, throughout would be super important. I think the most important thing for people to recognize is it's not about trying to fix yourself. It's about living right. in the present moment with who you are and what you right. are right now, right? Mm. That is the real wisdom. It's not, hey, I'm, uh, there's something wrong with me. Oh, I'm yeah. still, I can't make love. I can't, I, my money is, my, like, you need to take the focus off of those things. Those are not important things. Right. What's important is who you are in your essence. Mm. What's important is to be able to smile, to relax, to breathe, to feel a sense of freedom. Your spiritual mm. self. That's what's important. Your, your, your essence. Now, we know people with great money, miserable. We know people claim that they have great tech, miserable. So it's not yeah. about that. It's not about trying to find the money, try to find. It's about trying to find happiness without any of that. Right? right. So I'm happy because I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the real happiness. And then you get to play. You get to play with money. You get to play with sex. You get to play with your job. But it's not about the job. When I get the job, I'm going to be so happy. No, you're going to be as miserable as you ever were. Because yeah. what you need to learn is how to be happy. Yeah. That's what is everybody. That's what the education people should invest in. Should. I hate the word yeah. should. Scrap it. That's what people need to be <laughs> investing in. Yeah. Not how to get more educated so that they can get better jobs and more money. None of that's going to give you what you're looking for. What you're really looking yeah. for is to feel joyful, peaceful, and happy now. Now. Today. Right? Sure. And that is found inside the essence of your own heart that is not found in the fulfillment of getting what you want from the external environment. Everything that happens externally brings a host of other problems with it. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't have a lot of money. Now you have more money. It brings its issues. It's lovely to have more right. money, but you know, now you have the fear of losing the money. You have the fear of people yeah. trying to rip you up. You know, it brings you other issues. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that, again, that, that that's amazing. So uh, what I took from that is um, I, I love a uh, quote, or it reminds me of a quote where it says, "For there is nothing good or bad, and thinking makes it so." Uh, I think that's that's from from Hamlet Shakespeare. But it's uh, what you just said, where having lots of money, having not enough money, has good or bad. <laughs> Whatever you're in has good or bad. It's really up to you to figure out what do you want to focus on? What is it in, uh, that you've uh, acknowledged in your internal essence that you want to kind of bring out in the world as a result of whatever is happening? Because exactly. that's less important. And wondering if, if one day in the future, maybe as part of your legacy, all that gets incorporated into the education system so that when someone who's like 10 or 14 or whatever can even learn that. Because I think uh, that's uh, lacking in the world where, uh, where, where as, as you said at the beginning, uh, a lot of folks are in the sausage factory yes. <laughs> trying to be ground up and, and, and made ex to look exactly the same as, as everybody else, that sort of thing. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, things to unpack and, and words of wisdom there. And I'd love if, uh, as we start to close off the episode, if you can share uh, one or two pieces of swike, the stuff I wish I knew earlier, uh, I know you've already shared a bunch of it based on your journey, but if there are one or two tidbits uh, that you might not have shared or, or want to kind of uh, emphasize on, yeah. what is some swike uh, that you'd have for young Mahima uh, or younger Mahima? Because uh, you're still young, yes. <laughs> so plenty of time to do stuff. Uh, <laughs> what would you want to share with 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 uh, young Mahima out there? Uh, the I think there's two things. One is like stay independent completely don't okay. don't get dependent on any person any job any man any don't be desperate to have something in it like stay independent stay with yourself that's the only thing that is guaranteed in this world this mm. your the relationship with you right create financial freedom mm. for yourself in an independent way, right? Okay. So I wish someone had taught me that. I wish specifically being a woman, I feel like it's something mm. that we really need to wake up to. So many women have had horrible situations happening to them because they, they abandoned their financial freedom. Yeah, mm. and you know, it could be because a child, a, a marriage, a this or that, whatever. Right. So that would be what the things, you know, I wish I'd sooner really understood, never become financially or spiritually or in any way dependent on anybody, any place or thing. Stay in your independence. It's the most wonderful gift. Enjoy your body when you're young. Hmm. Enjoy your okay. body. Right. Like enjoy every bit of the energy, the look, the feel. You know, I wish I'd had more time enjoying my body than you know feeling like oh, i wish i was thinner oh, i wish i was more beautiful i was so yeah. beautiful i was so thin i was so like you know what I mean? like i wish i'd just been able to enjoy it right um because i know that 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 caused me and i know causes a lot of women a lot of stress yeah not mm. feeling you know thin enough beautiful enough and all of that so you know i would say and yeah so um and and i guess the last one this uh, would be then three things is stay in the power of the now. Don't mm. live in the past. Don't live in the future. Be yeah. present and understand you came into this world with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing, right? Yeah. So independence, stay independent financially, spiritually, emotionally. You're enough. You're complete. Everything else is a bonus and a celebration. Enjoy your body. Live in, and enjoy every bit of your beauty and health and everything that you have. 
And the last one is stay present in the moment. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Yeah, you only have here and now and make the most of each day like a precious gift. That is, you know, um, because you can never get time back. Time is the one, the the, the most powerful commodity that you have. So don't waste it on feeling miserable, criticizing, judging, uh, being scared. No, use your time in bliss, peace, uh, pleasure, uh, healthy pleasure, healthy joy. Yeah, and blissfulness. That's amazing. All amazing uh, pearls of wisdom, like two, two items and a bonus, <laughs> uh, which which is great. And uh, hopefully someone will turn that into a curriculum and share that with the, the younger folks, which I'm, I'm sure uh, you, you will or have. And I'd love if you share a little bit about where can folks connect with you, find out more about you. And I think you have um, a, a course or some other things that folks can uh, take a look at. So Absolutely. if you want to share a little if bit If somebody has been listening to this thinking, how can I get involved, Nahima? I have a free membership that gives you access to three amazing products. One is my international best-selling book. You can get that. Um, and it has uh, three steps to how to be more peaceful in your day-to-day life. Um, and then I have seven days reprogram your mind. The reason that we are in misery and suffering is because we haven't had a mind shift perspective. My seven days reprogram your mind can give you a change of perspective that's going to allow you to feel more joy, more peace, more happiness. And then the last uh, product that you're going to get in this free membership is my 21-day meditation challenge, giving yourself Mm -hmm. 10 to 15 minutes a day to just be still and listen, connect to your soul Mm -hmm. and let go of negativity. So that is uh, three gifts and you can just go to the mahimamindset.com, the T-H-E, Mahima, M-A-I-M-A-H-I-M-A, mindset.com, and you can get it over there. Or maybe you'll share the link over here in the um, chat. That would be also cool. Of course, yeah, we'll definitely include all of that information in the show notes. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing more about uh, the, the legacy as you start developing it and, and crystallizing it. And thanks so much, uh, Mahima, for sharing your story, uh, your, your energy, and a lot of the wisdom out there. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. I would love that. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been such a pleasure. And I love what you're doing. Keep doing this beautiful work in the world. The world needs brilliant it needs light it needs love and you're definitely bringing that so thank you so much thank you mahima take care and uh, hopefully we have you back take care bye everyone thanks for joining us on the swike stuff i wish i knew earlier the podcast if you like the podcast please subscribe on itunes stitcher or wherever you found this podcast and if you can give us a review that would be very appreciated Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.